If you've struggled with stress, balance, or burnout, and simply felt discouraged or even defeated, if you're ready to move from force to flow and enjoy ultimate Zen success in your career, health, or relationships, then this podcast is for you. Your host, Carissa Sims, is an entrepreneur, corporate consultant, best-selling author, meditation teacher, and healer who has found her own Zen success. Here's your host, Carissa. Hello, welcome to this week's episode of Zen Success. Today with me, I have Armine Keshishan. Am I saying your name right? Yeah, it's, yeah, Armine, exactly, Keshishan. Keshishan, oh, okay. Armine is the founder and CEO of Wealth and Wellness Global, a coaching company that encourages living abundantly with core values of empowering, enlightening, and building. Together, we build a hopeful community, she says. Her extensive knowledge and practice in financial consulting and wealth management in parallel with human behavior and psychology and the universal laws and principles has won the respect and admiration of her clients. She has created a holistic approach to wealth and wellness to share her wisdom and knowledge on how to create a fulfilling and abundant life. Armine is an award-winning author and bestseller of Joyous Wealth, 56 Secrets to Riches and Wellness, and a speaker on international stages from Dubai to North America. Welcome, Armine. Thank you so much, Krisa. It's a pleasure. Yeah, and Armine, we're just talking. I was like, oh, we have to do the intro. This is really good. This is very authentic. <laughs> <laughs> we were just chatting like friends. And Armine um, is on Clubhouse, and I'm on Clubhouse a lot. And in fact, it's a little bit of an addiction, but, um, I, I do feel that I can help in, inspire and empower some people. And so Armine came into my room, the women's wisdom circle. So tell, tell the audience what happened. Do you see me pop up? <laughs> Yeah, so your club uh, just came on my screen and I said, Oh my God, this is Chris, I have to go uh, to the club. And, <laughs> and it was so phenomenal because I uh, phenomenal because I didn't know that you do readings, actually, and you had the uh, women who are powerhouses as well as you are and um, there were some readings done and I thought oh my goodness this is so inspiring and it's so beautiful a lot of people joined in and it was such a pleasure it was really really enlightening and I thank you for it oh you're welcome so just can you give us the audience some feedback on the reading if you remember how was it for you <laughs> it was great <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah okay yeah because I do um different businesses one of my businesses is um coaching and I'm an author and a speaker as well but there I I do other businesses so I, I was asking uh, since I had uh I do have the divine connection and I had meditated and I had some answers so I was asking if I'm doing the right things and um Carissa yourself and you I had another woman there who um, uh, said that, yes, you're on the right path. And I thought, that's all I wanted to hear. That's Yay. fantastic. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. That's amazing that you meditate and you already got the confirmation, but you know, sometimes it's just fun to talk about it, to connect with other women and, and really feel that, get that encouragement. You know, sometimes you may know the answer, but it's just a little bit of like, okay, let's feel empowered. Let's get a little push. So that's amazing. So let's talk about um, how you help your clients. I want to answer the question, how can someone find joyous wealth and what does that mean to you? Okay. So for the longest time I did financial consulting and financial, uh, uh, wealth management. And, um, then I switched to wealth and wellness coaching. So during the times over 25 years that I coached, uh, or actually, uh, took care of my clients, money was only one part of their lives. And they felt so comfortable and they trusted me and they shared everything about their lives. That's wonderful. So it was kind of a natural evolution. Yes, absolutely. And so we would, uh, because they trusted me and I never betrayed their trust, what would happen is that we would take care of the business for the first 10, 15 minutes, basically. And then we would talk about their life and it was free of charge. But I enjoyed talking to them because they were sharing uh, about uh, difficulties they had with their family members or uh, other things, their health, whatever that was happening in their lives at the time. And so when I retired from the financial consulting, I thought the natural progress and evolution is to go to wealth and wellness. Now, wellness uh, to me uh, is, is a holistic approach based on physical, emotional, spiritual, and intellectual slash mental elements. And that's what I focus on. So in North America, most of the times we are focused on the physical, which is to look gorgeous. Yeah. To look gorgeous, to look young, to have money, to have 50 cars, (laughs) zillion dollar houses and so forth. And that's fine. But then what about your emotional well-being? What about your spiritual? What about your uh, intellectual, like reading a book, creating something that you're really excited about? Those are in different elements. It's not just a physical element, although they're all connected, really. And so uh, I started the Wealth and Wellness Company. And how I can help is uh, we look at exactly where you are. I normally ask, give me your five most important uh, goals or inspirations. Well, I like to call inspirations because a goal is is more like uh, there is no feelings to it, whereas inspiration comes from your spirit. And you say, let's say I want to pay off my mortgage. I want to have a bigger house. I want to be feeling more joy and so forth. So based on your own customized, (laughs) um, not customized, your own thoughts and desires, I advise you how to go. And it's a, it's a two-way street. I don't just say, do this, do that. And it's a, it's a process. That's how I do it. Mm, Wonderful. So do you find that sometimes some of your clients over the years that you've been coaching don't have joyous wealth? Is that why you wanted to write your book or what is it that you found uh, about wealth? Because uh, what I have found, um, my book is based on my experiences that I've talked to thousands of thousands of people, and I've created these characters. 
five different characters. So what happens is that uh, because we are conditioned sometimes to follow a certain protocol based on our traditions, based on our culture, based on our family, what they want us to do. Let's say if um, someone is a doctor, they expect their children to be doctors or engineers or lawyers, or if they're not, they like the children to be a doctor, a lawyer, and an engineer because it's very, it has prestige. And so by accumulating wealth, when you're in those kind of situations or you have your own business, you just accumulate wealth and accumulate and accumulate. And you are so busy accumulating wealth that you're ignoring your body, you're ignoring your family, and there is no joy. I'm not saying everyone. There are a lot of people. Yeah, there are some people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there are a lot of people who are just uh, mechanically doing what is expected of them, or they were, when they were very young, they learned to be in a certain way, to behave in a certain way, to, and, and so I just wanted to give some techniques and tools of how you can really follow your passion and follow your own desires, and you can do it, and you can have a fulfilling life, you can have the joy, you can have the money, you can have the wealth, you can have everything that you want based on those four cornerstones, and I'd like to add one more concept that I'm very big on, it's the 3D Concept number one is desire. Number two is dedication. And number three, uh, sorry, determination. And number three is dedication, which means if you have those five things that we talked about a couple of minutes ago, and you are very, very inspired to have that particular thing, so it's your desire, you, you decided not maybe next year or someday, but you're really ready to go for it and you dedicate it because in life, anything that is worthwhile, it takes courage. It takes uh, a lot of effort. Challenges will come up. There's no two ways about it. And you dedicate it that you're going to get there. I mean, if halfway you change your mind because you feel Oh, you know, it's not really what I want. I thought this is what I want, but that's okay. You can change. But as long as you are very clear with your vision, you know what you want, you have decided you're going to do it, and then you're dedicated to do it. I believe that we can achieve anything in life. That's, that's, that's what I believe. And I follow the same principles for my own life. Mm, that's wonderful. And, and when you say joyous, it seems like there's a strong connection with passion, following your passion. So not just following in your parents' footsteps or what you think society wants you to do, or just making money, just really connecting to what you want to do in life. Is that right? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. And having um, regards for your parents and having a good relationship with them. I'm not saying just be the black sheep and <laughs> leave everybody and just go after mm-hmm. what you want. Uh, you can still maintain relationships and you can open communications to say, this is what I desire for my life. Um, it's, it's, I respect you as a parent. I respect you as a sibling, as a spouse, but this is what I really want. And I believe that in communication, Uh, We can do a lot. And we are spirits in a human form, in a human body. And if someone else is really stopping us to do what we want and and 
and stopping from us following our own journey. I mean, that is not the best relationship. So they may have to uh, question if they're in the right relationship. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And can you share any secrets from your book? <laughs> sure. Spill the beans. <laughs> of course, to get all 56 secrets, you're going to have to buy her book, Joyous Wealth, 56 Secrets to Riches and Wellness. Right. So uh, one of them uh, that I discussed, it's the four cornerstone philosophy. Then there is the 3D concept. Then I talk about uh, cognitive reframing. I mean, I call them secrets because not a lot of people know that. That's true. Yeah. Cognitive reframing is what I call is know your ABCs. Let's say that um, A stands for an activating event. Let's say that um, you wanted to get promoted at your job and you didn't. Someone, someone else who had less experience than you did got the job. So the activating event is that you did not get promoted. B is your belief system. So if you have a belief system that you're not good enough, then C would be the consequence, which is you start feeling very um, upset, very angry. And so you didn't get the job. You feel you're not good enough and you're angry. Now, to change that, we cannot change the activating event because you still didn't get the job. But B, if you change your mindset, if you change your belief system to say, you know what, maybe I didn't have all the qualifications necessary. I may have experience in my work, but maybe I didn't have the leadership skills or Mm -hmm. maybe I didn't have the technology skills. And so the B, you're changing your mindset from a very fixed set uh, to a growth mindset. And the C would be, you know what, I'm really inspired now because I'm going to take up classes and improve my skills and get the job. And if I am still not getting appreciated for my work, you know what, I'm going to move on. This way, you're totally in charge of your life instead of having someone giving you what you want. So it's a proactive, this is actually two secrets. Now you, you have a very proactive approach to your own life and you're not waiting for someone to give you something. Ah, I see. That's amazing. I just love how you weave spirituality and psychology into this building of joyous wealth. That's incredible. I love that. Thank you. Thank you. I want to, I want to talk a little bit about your, um, your past. How did you end up speaking in Dubai and with celebrities? So, um, when I switched to uh, towards the end of my financial consulting, I was feeling that because I was licensed, so I gave up all my licenses and um, kept all my designations. I have a lot of financial and psychology designations. And so what happened was I wanted to do something global because financial consulting is very local. You have to be licensed in every, I'm from Canada. So right now I am in US, but you have to be licensed in every province or in US, you have to be licensed in every state. And um, it becomes a little bit um, too, too limiting. And in addition, you have to report everything that you're doing. If you're buying extra real estate, if you're volunteering as a director on a board, you have to, you have to report all of this. And I thought, you know what, why don't I mix things a little little bit and expand on my financial knowledge and spiritual knowledge. And so once you are open to that, um, 
universe just brings you all the opportunities. And um, there was a situation in a business conference where I was allowed to speak. Uh, well, allowed, not allowed is not the right word, but in Dubai, it's, it's very male dominated. So um, I, I took on the chance and I spoke. I loved it. I was a bit nervous a little bit, but I had a really, really good experience um, because I had never spoken in, in, in the Middle East. Uh, when I left Middle East, I came from Middle East, actually, as a teenager. Oh. I couldn't speak English. I didn't know anyone in Toronto. I didn't have a family. My family was still in U.S. I mean, sorry, in, in back in Middle East. And um, it was very difficult, but I adapted quickly, went to school, and, and you know, life went on. Uh, so it was, it was very nice for me. And then uh, later on, I spoke in different places, and I met some celebrities, and I took pictures with them. It's just amazing. It's just amazing when you're open to abundance, how universe just opens up. And you have to have a vision that this is what I want. And mm. if you really want from the bottom of your heart, something happens, yeah. you know, like the universe just comes to, to help you. They say, if you take a step towards the gods, the universe will take 10 steps towards you. Mm, beautiful. So who did you share the stage with and who was your favorite? <laughs> Celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I love going loved, back down memory lane. <laughs> I loved all the celebrities, but I remember uh, Dr. Phil was there. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Phil is such I, an amazing. I went into, um, I, I did meet him, but I was in the audience. I sat next to his wife in nice. his, in his uh, show, you know, the Dr. Phil show. Yes. yes. Um, Dr. Phil is just amazing. Just the way he <laughs> brings out uh, the answers from people or how he yes. questions. He's very his interviewing style. Yeah. 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 He's, yeah. His style, as you said, it's, he's very calm, very smart and very collected. I love that. Uh -huh. And then you have the opposite, like Charlie Sheen. Uh, that <laughs> the opposite. I love it. <laughs> Charlie wow. Sheen, I love Charlie Sheen. He he was very down to earth. Yeah. He was joking. He was humorous. Right. Just easygoing, you know, very different. And it's it's amazing when when you meet different people, you learn all also different leadership styles mm -hmm. just by watching, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's so fun. So you received so many awards, such as the top female entrepreneur of the year, women of inspiration, most influential female entrepreneur. How did you get recognized for all the work that you're doing? Um, for the, for the uh, women of inspiration, one of my clients, one of my financial clients, actually, she nominated me. There is an organization called Universal Women's Network. And the idea is to raise the bar for women. And um, a lot of CEOs, a lot of, of top-notch women who are in positions of power, they have to really struggle to get there. Whereas it's very, it's not that easy for men, but it's much easier for men. There's things like that. So anyway, Barbara nominated me and I, I was chosen. So I got an award and then Monica, who is the, the founder of Universal Women's Network, she invited me to be an ambassador 
um, sometime later of, of, of her organization, one of the ambassadors, and I chose to be part of it. So I served for two years and then I was very busy. I, I, I am not, I'm a past associate, uh, sorry, past ambassador. And that's how, so she nominated me, Barbara, my client, and I won the award. The most influential, I got an invitation or rather not an invitation. Um, well, yes, it is kind of invitation because you have to accept yeah, <laughs> whatever right. you are. Yeah. Why global women have to receive just like money. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's called, I can't remember the organization's name, but um, internationals, uh, women, women. Oh my goodness. Sometimes you're trying to remember. Most, yeah. Is it most influential female entrepreneur? Uh, that, that was the award. Yeah. Yes. I received okay. that, yeah. but the organization organization is oh, the organization. Um, yeah. uh, women entrepreneur. Yes. Women entrepreneur. So that's mm-hmm. how I received mm-hmm. that. Uh, and I, I am advocating women because I believe in equality. I'm not saying women are better or more than men. I just believe in equality. And um, that's why I'm supporting. I'm supporting women who want to express themselves, who want to be in higher positions, who want to be equal to men. That's all. Yeah. That's amazing. I love that. Yeah. Being a woman, of course. I like. I love being a woman. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I love being a woman too. Okay. Um, So tell me about being featured in magazines, uh, like the powerful and women of inspiration. Did they find you or did you have a publicist or did your client recommend you? The, um, the book, there is a book, um, women drive change, uh, the stories of hundred women. So that was also done through the universal women's network. You have to be invited So I was, again, invited to participate, and I have uh, written a couple of pages about how I got to where I got. It's basically you share, you share um, your story. And I think my story was interesting because I came to Canada as a as a Middle Eastern girl who couldn't speak English, and I chose to come here to go to school, and I wanted to be in the first world country. English speaking country. And um, so it wasn't easy. It would literally take me five minutes to read a paragraph because I didn't understand anything. I had to translate the words through the dictionary. And um, so that's how I started. But then anyway, back to the story. So I was invited to uh, participate. So there's 100 women who wrote. And of course, there's the editor, Donna, who helped edit the book. And so it's consistent. That's how I was in the book. The Powerful, I was also given the opportunity to be featured in The Powerful. And I, I said, why not? Because the more people they know about you, the, the better positioned you are to take advantage of opportunities. And more opportunities will come to you. Mm, yes, that's amazing. Yeah. So have you worked as an executive producer before and what kind of projects did you take on? So that is a different, uh, it's a parallel life <laughs> to the financial. Okay, let's office. hear it. Let's hear it. <laughs> okay. So there is the, um, I'm the artistic director of Evolution Dance Theater. 
which has been in existence for about 15 years. And because I was born in the Middle East, as Middle Eastern girls, you can't really dance in public. You cannot perform oh. in public. That is one thing. The second thing is that um, I was born Christian in a Muslim country. And we were not allowed as children to mix with, with Muslims. Mm. So I always questioned. Because, because of the Muslims or the Christians or both? Pardon? Was it because of one side or the other or both? Yeah, sides? you just don't. Okay. mix basically you don't you don't okay. communicate like okay. but my father for example had muslim friends but i was not allowed to have muslim friends so that uh, cultural segregation standard. didn't work yeah. for me yeah. yeah didn't work for me and so because i love dancing i have no connections to the arab world but i loved arabic music and i loved arabic dancing and um i started taking classes and everybody said, you have to perform. I said, absolutely not. They said, you are so good in it and blah, blah. You have to really, really perform. I said, no. Anyway, eventually I decided that I was going to perform because no culture or society can dictate what I can or cannot do. Mm. When I started performing, I was getting I was getting gigs all the time. And then I was dancing with um, live bands because it was just fun. After a while, I decided that I'm going to um, have a production. So what happened was I hired some dancers, hired some performers, and I had some stories that I was very interested in portraying through dance and music. And I started the productions. Uh, my first show was Evolution of the Humankind. And then we did it a few times, revised the show, and then Behind the Veil, the Follow Your Heart. And then I produced those shows as well. I, I put up quite a bit of money of my own as well. Mm -hmm. And I was the executive producer as well as the artistic director. And the show has become bigger and bigger. And now we have opportunities to perform on global stages. And we're in negotiations with certain. Um, cities. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. Is there one in particular that you're working on now that you want to talk about it or is it secret? Should we wait until it comes to our city? Uh, well, it's um, uh, the follow your heart show. Oh, uh, what's that about? Uh, a follow your heart is about uh, taboo and tradition. It's the story of a Middle Eastern woman, a modern Middle Eastern woman, Almaza, who is in love with Jivan, a very traditional man. And and there's a lot of upheavals because um, because the family is interfering. <laughs> yeah, and we bring in uh, we bring in multiculturalism in the show. We bring in women's empowerment. We bring in um, beautiful music and imagery and different dances, um, different genres of dances. It's a it's a feast to the eyes. It's a Broadway style Middle Eastern spectacle. Oh my gosh. That's incredible. <laughs> I love that. Have you ever thought about um, converting these live shows to TV or film? I have thought about doing a film or probably a feature, yeah. but I don't um, know how that would work out just yet because when you're watching a show live, it's a different feeling, yes. you yeah, know, yeah. when you have live musicians, it's very different than uh, watching live musicians um, 
in the movie. Maybe eventually. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah. But for now, I'm very excited with Follow Your Heart. Uh, we're going to do uh, a new casting. Uh, we didn't have an international cast that was in Toronto, but I'm trying to have it in the U.S. now. And um, the main character, Almaza, Teria Morada, play, uh, played that role. And she always said that although oh, I don't have any connection to the Middle Eastern culture, I went through the same similar story in my own life. So wow. so, that's amazing. Yeah. What yeah, are the so, chances? I know. So the story has a very universal appeal. Yes. And I always say that we are connected. And one other thing that I am very big on is um, I like to focus on our commonalities versus our differences because we are one human race. And that's what we're going for, you know, to bring unity, universality and integrity. That's the core values of our company, Evolution Dance Theater. Wow, that's amazing. I have a project. I want to talk to you about it, but I don't want to talk about it on the podcast. So I'm just so excited for you and what you're doing. How do you feel the work you're doing facilitates social change? Well, there is a lot of segregation in, in cultures. If you look at the bigger picture, we have uh, Germans and Jewish uh, story. We have the Turks and the Armenians. Then you have, uh, there, there's so many, like in Indians, you have the Sikhs and the Muslims and so forth. Even I experienced that cultural segregation when I was casting a few years ago, I needed a man who could do Middle Eastern dance. It's a very specific type, but if you have danced, um, say, Greek or Armenian or Kurdish, you can actually manage to do what we had choreographed. So I went to all the, because it was very difficult to get male dancers unless you get the jazz dancers and modern dancers. So I went to Greek community, went to Armenian community, went to all these um, smaller communities and I wanted them to come as one group. They wouldn't. And sometimes I would say, okay, let's say two of you come from the Armenian group, two from Ukrainian, two from here. And they said, no. They wanted to stick to their own culture. And that um, it's not. Wow. I don't know. It, it, it didn't work for me. <laughs> that, that is why I'm saying social change is to embrace each other, that mm-hmm. you can maintain your heritage, but you can still be part of something bigger. And there was another scenario in Follow Your Heart where at the end we had to wear a certain costuming. And this group, which I don't like to talk about it at this particular moment, they did not want to change to that costuming. They wanted to come with their own costumes. I said, oh. the whole idea. <laughs> yeah. I said, the whole idea is to bring to say we are one human race. Yes. And yeah. uh, it didn't work. So obviously they didn't get hired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. Well, it's kind of interesting. That you, you didn't think, well, I mean, I don't know if you thought these issues would come up, but, but I would think people would be beyond that and want to move forward for the opportunity or for the job. You know what I mean? Exactly. But they didn't because um, 
because if if you look at someone's motivation from a psychological point of view or spiritual or or even inspirational point of view is either you have fun or you're making money or you're making an impact or you're sticking to your culture or there's things like that so it didn't work so i guess the money wasn't worth it for them or the performance wasn't worth it for i don't know everybody had their own ideas i didn't get into uh, any discussion of why because it didn't interest me if you're not interested that's fine we move on mm-hmm. um so um even now let's say in the us we have uh, the democrats and the republicans okay you have different views but we're still human one human race and there's a lot of fights so our intention is to show unity through art which is much mm-hmm. more subtle and we're not saying change we're saying this is what we believe in and slowly we have a ripple effect and if you choose to be a different way then really it, it would be your choice because the tagline for evolution dance theater is we always have a choice mm. and that's the truth we always have a choice that is even beautiful. if the choices are limited it's five or four it's still a choice yes <laughs> That's powerful. That's a powerful statement. What is Zen success to you? Zen? Yes, Zen. Zen is when you have a peace of mind, uh, you come from a place of peacefulness. Peacefulness doesn't mean that you're peaceful 24 hours. We're human beings. We cannot be peaceful 24 hours a day, every single day, forever. Challenges do come up. But peacefulness is that uh, generally you're in a peaceful state of mind. and you are working towards, let's say, a goal or a vision. Mm-hmm. You're taking the steps and you have, a, you have a certain certainty that you will get there. And coming from that place of peace, that's the only way I can describe it. Does it make sense? <laughs> yes. Yes. I love it. It's been such a pleasure connecting with you and seeing you on Clubhouse. I wish you the most success and joy in your future adventures. And I'll put your website and how to buy your book in the show notes. Perfect. Thank you so much, Grace. It has been such a pleasure. It's such a beautiful time we spent today. And I really appreciate uh, you and I appreciate being on your show and um, hope to continue our discussions. Yes, absolutely. I feel like you're a soul sister to me. I just love what you're doing and to impact the world and your beliefs and, and this evolution dance theater. It's just so incredible. And the work you've done in the past, I, I'm just so honor you. I admire you. And you are just such an incredible example for all women out there. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm so humbled and honored by what you're saying. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Zen Success. I would love to get your feedback at zensuccesspodcast.com on what topics you'd be most interested in and what Zen Success is to you. Thanks for listening.